Welcome in to the Titans Film Room Radio. This is your host, at South Texas Titan. Joined as always by at Titans Film Room, who's, I think, eating something right now. So, walnuts. Walnuts, right. Um, so, in this podcast, we actually review the Colts game for a little bit. I didn't want to touch on it too much because it's just reopening old wounds for me. Um, we look into Mariota and some of the mistakes that he made and we start looking forward to the Jags who if we beat them on Thursday on Friday will be a thousand days until the Jaguars have beaten us so kick back relax play a video game work out do whatever you're doing cooking turn it up and let's get this thing started I mean, there's a lot of things you, you, you wish in hindsight. Uh, sure, I mean, you, if you got momentum with certain things, and but no, I mean, there, there's, there's personnel packages that we have going set in. So again, I can do a better job of making sure that I call the, the things for, for Derek or any of our players to make sure we're more successful. But that starts with me. Yes, we are back. I am back. James, you're back. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm about to be 30 here in a few hours. Oh my gosh, dude. Happy birthday in a few hours. Thanks, man. By the time they're listening to this, it'll be your birthday. So everyone, right now, take out your phone, go to Twitter, at South Texas Titan, dot, 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 happy birthday. Find a GIF or find a GIF, whichever way you want to pronounce it, and wish our boy a happy birthday. Hey, okay. Thanks, guys. Are you still depressed from Sunday or are you recovered from that? I'm in between. Kind of like when you're you're still missing like uh, what we could have had, but you know that you just have to move on. Yep, that's how I feel as well. Speaking of moving on, let's look forward to this next game, which is against the Jacksonville Jaguars on your annual NFL tradition. Thursday night football, Titans-Jags. This year, the Titans go to Jacksonville. We have an injury report reading you Tuesdays. There will be another one on Wednesday, but this is the latest we have right now. Darren Bates, Malcolm Butler, Marcus Mariota, A.J. Brown, Dane Cruikshank, Jameel Douglas, and Reggie Gilbert, interestingly enough, were all full participants Tuesday. A lot of those guys did not practice on Monday or were were limited. The Titans didn't have practice on Monday, but they put out an injury report of if they would have practiced. So those guys were all either limited or didn't practice, wouldn't have practiced Monday. People who sat out practice Tuesday, David Fluellen, Chris Milton, who I did not know was on the roster, Kevin Pamphile, and Wesley Woodyard all sat out practice Tuesday. So Pamphile expected, Fluellen interesting, Woodyard interesting. Um, make anything of this? Not really. Um, I mean, we've been seeing Rashawn and Jayon on, what, most of the downs, three downs. Uh, mm-hmm. I really haven't seen Wood in there at all. Uh, I saw him out there on Sunday, actually. We'll get to that. He played a bit. Reggie Gilbert, I'm pretty excited to see what he can bring. Uh, I'm not expecting too much, but, I mean, I really like what I've seen from Sharif Finch. I just hope Gilbert can be an upgrade over Kamala Correa, who I saw running around a lot on Sunday and didn't really see in on many plays. (laughs) Didn't he get a pass deflection? He may have had a couple couple of plays, but, I mean, he plays a lot of snaps, you know. I think Cam... 
Cam Wake only played 17 snaps in this game, and that was a day where the Titans needed a lot of pass rush. It makes me wonder how much the heat was really playing a factor on this team, and I know that we already said this on the last podcast, the Colts were playing in the same heat. But I don't know. I just kind of want to move move past it. On the other side of the field, the Jags, um, Yannick Ngakwe, star pass rusher, and their starting left tackle Cam Robinson, both returned to practice. Both of those guys sat out last week's game. Um, AJ Boye is a was a limited participant on Tuesday. He also sat out last week's game. Those are three starters. Those are three pretty key players for the Jags. Cam Robinson isn't like good at left tackle, but he's better than the guy behind him, you know? So, I mean, the Titans have not really ever had trouble getting pressure against the Jags in the last couple of years. And Cam Robinson has been beat a few times by many players, specifically Brian Arakpo. I just remember that one off the top of my head for some reason. Um, so, you know what that tells me? Mm-hmm. That the Jags knew they were going to have a short week and maybe they kind of resided that they were going to lose to the Texans, but they feel they can beat us. I thought that as well. I thought that they were resting players for us last week when I heard about some of these guys missing the game completely. So it's interesting. Anyway, we'll talk about the Jags more in a bit. Before that, though, I watched all 22 from the Colts and the Titans game, and it wasn't great. It wasn't great. poor (laughs) bastard. If you are on Twitter, check out all the stuff that Mike Miracles, at Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon has been tweeting because he is revealing some glaring flaws uh, that that Mariota was fell victim to on Sunday. And specifically missing open receivers downfield because either one, the pressure gets to him so quickly that he never, never has a chance, or two, after that happens a couple times, he starts dropping his eyes when he feels pressure. And that is going to be a recipe for disaster every single time. You cannot drop your eyes. You drop your eyes, it's over. Yep. What I wanted to ask you was, how many of those sacks would you blame on Mariota? Um, he took four. I think three were his fault. Okay. Two, one was questionable, but still his fault. One was he was pressured right away, and he did the smart thing, actually, by just kind of ducking so he wouldn't take a huge hit. And the other two, he danced around in the pocket. He had open guys downfield. He had open checkdowns, and he had Darius Leonard spying. And Darius Leonard was literally waiting for Mariota to start stepping up to run. And as soon as Mariota took one step forward, Leonard was crashing hard. And Mariota had checkdowns that he never looked at. Well, he kind of looked right at Delaney Walker on, on the one sack um, that's been pretty polarizing on Twitter. People are arguing in my mentions all day about this one. Um, Corey Davis is one-on-one with a linebacker breaking out from the slot to the outside um, corner wide open if he has time to get there. Mariota's kind of fixated on him and then doesn't throw it for who knows what reason. Mariota, or Davis clearly has is clearly going to be having the step, and even though he's not open at the time, that's when you just got to let fly and trust that your receiver's running the right route against the linebacker and is going to beat him. Um, he didn't let it fly, and then his eyes shifted over to Delaney, who's wide open, running a crossing route over the middle. Literally wide open, would have caught the ball and run upfield for a few a handful of yards, depending on how fast the defense closed and if he could break any tackles. I mean, it could have been a 15-yard play. Who knows if it could have been bigger. Didn't throw the ball and danced around into a sack. 
He took a lot of sacks against the Ravens last year that were bad, but really the only time in his career I can remember where he just didn't throw to open receivers and instead took a bunch of sacks was against the Colts last year. I don't know what it is about the Colts' defense, but for some reason Mariota just freezes up and he can't, he doesn't play. So, do you think that is a hopeful thing for the future? <laughs> I mean, it can't get any worse, right? I hope not. But maybe just Eberflus knows how to attack his weaknesses. And the Colts, the Colts zone defense is very well run. I mean, there were many times where they were all over the receivers downfield when, when Mariota did throw short and didn't take sacks. Like, I want to be clear about this. There's a lot of bad plays circulating on Twitter. And Mariota had too many bad plays to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Um, or at least to be the one that leads a playoff team, you know? You can have a handful of bad plays in a game, but your bad plays can't vastly outweigh your good plays. That said, Mariota did have a pretty, I mean, a pretty reasonable number of good plays in this game as well. And Kean Fahey, who's a, or Kean Fahey, 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 I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce that with one syllable or two syllables. All I know is he blocked me on Twitter. He's blocked a lot of people, but he's a huge outspoken Mariota supporter. So, of course, he tweeted a thread today of how bad the offensive design was. And it was like a four-play thread because he's cherry-picking plays that fit his narrative. Pre- yep, because that's what he does. Right. Um, which a lot of people do, but he does it a lot. And there were a handful of plays that were really poorly schemed in terms of what the routes were doing versus, um, versus what the protection was. There was one play where most of the routes ran, like, flooded to the right side of the field, and Mariota was forced to roll left based on the play action and the way that the pass blocking was. And he actually completed that play to Tajay Sharp. It was the sideline catch to Tajay. But it was a really weird route combination. And and also, on the first third down of the game, third and 13, Mariota did an excellent job of sidestepping in the pocket to help his pass blockers to avoid the rush with the pocket collapsing on him, no receivers open downfield, including Delaney Walker, who he threw the ball to, was not opened at the time when Mariota threw it, threw with great anticipation on this play into a tiny window that was closing quickly. And Delaney Walker caught the ball one yard short of the first down marker and didn't get the first down. There was nothing else Mariota could do on this play. It's third and 13 after a negative three yard run on second down, which was horrible for the offense in general. And that's what you get. Now, that, like I said before, that one good play doesn't outweigh the overwhelming bad plays and if you're going to have that good play that good play needs to be in the fourth quarter and the bad plays need to be in the first quarter because the fourth quarter of this game was a complete disaster for Mariota I mean the almost pick to Darius Leonard was a horrible throw the throw to triple coverage to Delaney Walker was a horrible decision um to be fair we've seen Mariota throw into what quintuple coverage no quintuple (laughs) coverage against the Colts and you know complete to Walker yeah exactly so I'll give him that one, but just seems like we couldn't couldn't catch a break. But uh, speaking of breaks, let's go ahead and take a quick one and come right back. Uh, I mean, any points for sure, absolutely. Um, at the same time, though, I don't think you, your mindset changes. Um, you know, for me, I can learn from a couple sacks last week in terms of not taking them in, in the fringe area and bumping our kicker back. Um, but 
at the same time, no matter what, anytime you get down in the red zone, it's, it's time to score a touchdown. And we're back. So, do you want to keep going into this, or you just kind of want to sweep it under the rug and maybe look on to the next game? The last thing I'll say about it is that it's just very troubling that this happened right now. I feel like Mariota has had consecutively worse and worse games. Like the worst game of his entire career shouldn't like we shouldn't have the new worst game of his entire career going forward. And we've had it pretty much every year since 2017 against the Steelers on Thursday Night Football, 2018 against the Colts, and this year against the Colts. And when I say his worst game, like I think it the reason it was his worst game for in his career, recency bias aside is that even though he didn't turn the ball over, he could have turned it over twice with the almost fumble and the almost interception and the a third if he, if that Delaney play didn't work out. Um, and on top of that, just the decision-making overall, he, he seemed to crumble under pressure in this game. And he never has crumbled under pressure in the past. He's always stepped up and played his best football when his back's against the wall. When the team most needed him to go down the field and get a score, I can't remember many times where he was unsuccessful. The last thing I want to say on it is I hope, I hope, hope, hope it's just a little blip and that everything else moving forward is the quarterback we need to see. Because if he plays 14 games of New England, Dallas, Philly, Marcus, then he's good. And this will be forgotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of the way I've been looking at this is there were a lot of emotions behind this game. Uh, it's not just the Steve McNair and the Eddie George retiring, though that was a big part of it. Um, you have Mariota in a contract year. Uh, you have the impatience because Ryan Tannehill sitting right behind him. You have all the expectations, you know, building upon a winning season the past three seasons. Um, we just we want to see Marcus do good, um, especially with some of the flashes that we've seen. Uh, there's just so much behind it. He has more weapons. We saw A.J. Brown in week one blowing up. We have Derrick Henry. Granted, we are missing Lawan, but there's just a lot of impatience surrounding him right now, and they want to see it. So at the first sign of, oh, my God, this is going to be awful, everybody's just ready to pull the ripcord because they don't want to get hurt again. And I'm kind of guilty of it. You know, part of me just kind of wants to move on at this point. But, you know, I need to take a step back. It's only the second week. We're one and one. We lost by two points. The Miami Dolphins have a negative 92-point differential right now. They have 90 more points dropped on their head than we do. Yeah. So let's take a breath including me, I'm telling myself, take a breath. Let's see what happens. Amen. Amen. Do you want to talk about the Jags? The Titans go to Jacksonville. Does that concern you? Are you concerned about this game? Well, I'm just concerned about them going to Florida in general, just for safety measures, but no offense. Anyway, um, I don't know. It's Jacksonville. We've beaten them, but I don't know. It's... Starting to feel like a trap game because Indy came in and punched us in the mouth. We're going into another divisional matchup where division games are always a little bit tougher than 
just any kind of like anytime I see a division game, I know it's not going to necessarily be blowout because it's it's a division game. These games are rivalries. They're tougher. They're there's a it's personal. And I mean, you look yeah. at the Texans, who everybody wants to crown the AFC South champions. They were held to what twelve points, thirteen points. How many points? Yeah, they went. There was an ugly ass game, thirteen to twelve, and won, right? You know, because Doug Moron decided to go for it on what two? He decided to go for two, and he failed. They lost that game. So if the Jaguars can go in there and you know mess around with the Texans. It makes me wonder what we can do. Granted, we've always matched up a little better against the Jaguars because they have a, a faster and leaner defense uh, designed to stop the pass, whereas we've always been a team built around the run, so we can kind of go in there and bully them a little bit. But it's just starting to feel like a trap game. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Um, I'm slightly concerned for that reason too. At the end of the day, we just have to hope that the Titans don't look at the Jaguars as an opponent that they can just walk all over because they've won so many times. But you can't really worry about that. You just have to hope for the best. I don't mind. You just kind of, you have to view like the, the Colts with us. It's, they're coming here. Yeah, maybe we're in their head a little bit. Um, just, I don't know. I feel like the Colts are in our head a little bit. We're kind of making it, no, we're blowing it and we kind of just freeze. And I'm hoping that's what happens to the Jaguars when Derrick Henry starts running the ball. And for God's sake, I hope Arthur Smith does not take the ball out of Henry's hands. Um, just, you know, give him the ball, see what he can do, start setting Mariota up with some play action, take some shots downfield. We did what? We had one pass that went past 15 yards last game? One pass, and it wasn't 15 air yards. It was a catch and run by Corey Davis. Come on, man. Let me see A.J. Brown abuse A.J. Boye or Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be on Corey the whole game. So, If he's on the Jaguars. Now, I don't know if at Leroy Insider is a real Twitter account or not. No. But he is reporting that Jalen Ramsey will be traded to the Chiefs for a first-round pick and a third-round pick. I don't know if this is true. I hope it's not true because I spent a lot of time making a Derrick Henry video where the whole theme of it is that he's Jalen Ramsey's father. So... Hey, if man. that's not true, then my hype video for Thursday is worthless. Ramsey or <laughs> Henry's just gonna have to adopt somebody new, and he pretty much he took a lot of names on that ninety-nine yard run. So if Ramsey's gone, he has plenty more waiting for him. Miles Jack, um, you probably get under his skin. So I'm wondering to see what we can do to uh, exploit that. Who else we have? Ngankwe is back. Going against Dallas Kelly, we're probably not gonna see Humphreys again this game because there's gonna be a lot of chip blocks again which you, you saw a lot in the uh, Browns and the Colts game. Right. So hopefully A.J. Brown and Corey Davis have a big game because that means Marcus is going to have a big game. But yep. this is probably going to be another Derrick Henry running the ball, as it should be. Right. This is a game to just let Marcus hand off. I mean, as much as I want to see him take the next step and all that jazz, like the what wins – wins you know do what works don't go away from it if it ain't broke don't fix it or whatever win. other thing you want to just win I'm, baby win no. i'm looking forward Any other to other things <laughs> no but i'm looking forward to uh dean P's going against uh uncle rico and gardner Minshew, rookie quarterback out of washington state Plus, mike leach air raid no anyway <laughs> um 
I want to see what he has for this rookie quarterback. Um, look for Kevin Byard and Logan Ryan to have a pick. Uh, I thought that Logan Ryan's had some really good picks the past few weeks. I think he has two, yep, two picks, one in each game. Yeah. Kevin Byard has one. I would look for them to have one. Uh, maybe you see one where he's dropping linebackers. Maybe Jayon has one this game. Um, I'd like to see him have an interception. He almost had one in the first week. But yep, he's got his hand on a couple of balls. Yeah. But not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm excited to see this defense against this offense because I really don't think uh, Gardner Minshew is going to come out here and sling it all over the yard. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, cool. One last tidbit about this game. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's been 998 days since the Jaguars beat the Titans. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's been 999 days. If the Titans win on Thursday, they will make it to 1,000 days. <laughs> oh, man. That's exciting. Come on, Titans. This is your one national game. Do not let Cashew come out here and destroy us. Please. All right. With that, we will end this bad boy. I love you, Titans fans. Please stop killing each other on Twitter. Yeah, for real. Whether or not he's the guy, we're still rooting for wins, right? Right. Um, Be sure to subscribe to us, our podcast, and MCM Radio, who have returned with an episode that you should listen to. Uh, Anywhere you get your podcasts, Music City Miracles. Wish James a happy birthday at South Texas Titan. I'm at Titans Film Room. And uh, tighten up, I guess. Tighten up. For the boys on three. One, two, three. Oh,